0: Rebound. Rebound.
1: Rebound. Okay, we're back on Brooklyn Rebound Podcast. It's your boy, Pod Drew, here, and uh, this is a GOT recap. So, last one. Uh, last recap was on our Brooklyn rebound prime the one before that uh, was Brooklyn bite uh, where we do a just a shortened version of Brooklyn rebound podcast uh, and I called that one Brooklyn bite because that got episode was called book of the stranger now the newest latest episode was called uh, the broken man so instead of a Brooklyn Bite, or a Brooklyn Bite, I think I'm going to call this one a Broken Bite. And uh, no Padnam today, uh, he's getting ready uh, to unveil himself at his nuptial ceremony, This weekend-long a ceremony, he's a real diva, this coming up weekend, you know, just before Game of Thrones episode 8 airs, that's how I gauge all time. So no Padnam right now, but who needs him anyway when I've got... My lady, Lady Padreau. Say hello, Lady Padreau.
0: Hello, Lady Padreau.
1: Okay, so you, that's the type of humor that LPD is going to be bringing to this one. State your name, I state your name, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. LPD, so yes, I guess before we get into the episode and talk more got type of stuff here, like recapping it and all that, you know, we we have a new studio right here that we're in, the uh, first podcast being recorded here. What uh, I need to think, or we need to think, what the studio should be called. Now you are Lady Padreau. I guess that makes me Lord Padreau, even though I don't usually give my full title. We kind of, I think we should get a Game of Thrones kind of nickname or name for our, our estate here.
0: Well, we are in Queens. That's true. So there's something to go with this Queen Palace. Um, So get back to me on that, and I will think of something clever, I'm sure.
1: Okay, but it's not going to be like the Dreadfort or something. This is a nice place. No, I
0: said it would be clever.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's right. Their bones weren't very clever when they came up with that castle name. No. That that is true. No. All right, so studio slash uh, castle keep name pending. I don't know if this is a castle. I guess, you know, we're not that uh, highborn, or we're not that uh, great house, but maybe. You know what? We saw... uh, I think
0: have. I just had a breakthrough, and this is Castle Pod of Queen Lady Poddrew.
1: Okay, wait. Castle Pod of Queen... Who's Queen Lady Poddrew?
0: I am. But
1: well, you're a Lady Poddrew. You're, you're making yourself a queen now?
0: I'm queen of all the lands okay. in this pod universe.
1: Castle Pod Queen? I was expecting something better when you said you had a big breakthrough right. there. <laughs>
0: I'll think back on this again. All right. You may resume.
1: What I was going to say, um, we saw an, a place in this episode, which I thought was supposed to be not that great of a place, uh, but it, it looked beautiful on screen. That was the uh, the Mormons' house. Remember that?
0: Uh, uh, it was,
1: like, pretty beautiful, and they did the establishing shot. I thought it was supposed to be kind of like a run-down island they live on because, like, didn't Jorah was kind of not I, rich enough for his wife and all that? I,
0: I think we saw part the part of their island that we needed to see, I think mm-hmm. to show its true beauty in that setting was not the right timing for it.
1: Yeah, it was it seemed a little off, right? That's so
0: I think what they showed was appropriate, but any more would have okay. been well out I, of place. I
1: guess maybe they they just have that one really nice Castle and then the rest of the. I mean, I think not, that was just supposed
0: down. to kind of signify that this is yeah. there at Bear Island and yeah. that, that well, was it. Yeah,
1: I know that, but I guess I was saying like.
0: I mean, they weren't going to go in too far into the beauty of it, no, given I mean, the setting that we yeah. were even there. Well,
1: what I was saying is like I I didn't think it should look that beautiful. Basically, I thought it should look more run down. Is what I, was the point I was trying to make?
0: Oh, um, I mean, because
1: there was a whole story about how Jorah like didn't have enough he wasn't rich enough for his wife and that's why he got into dealing slaves and then he had to leave and all that so i thought it was like kind of like yeah, but
0: jorah hasn't i mean it's been in control of women
1: oh so you think they made it nicer oh i see what you're saying
0: absolutely so, i mean jorah hasn't been there for well, you know decades yeah it's uh, bear island so, has been run by women for so
1: the it was, past it was Gior, that his, his father who's the knight's lord commander uh And then he gave it to his son, who messed it up, obviously, so once they are both out of there and the women take over, you're saying that's they really got the place looking a lot nicer. I
0: think it's inferred, and I don't need to say that.
1: Okay. Well, you did need to say it, but...
0: I mean, I think it's inferred.
1: Okay. I guess that's what they're going for. Well, we're kind of jumping in the middle here, Um, but before we continue talking about the episode, The Broken Man, what... uh, Give your background here. Yeah, I've been, other people I've been having on to talk thrones recently. I've been saying, like I had my boy uh, E Nam, aka Eric, you know him as mm-hmm. well, obviously. I was asking him, have you read the books and all that he had? uh Nam hadn't, like, started reading the book, didn't finish, whatever. Get get the listeners up to speed on what your background with the, the books and all that. I
0: am up to speed on all of the books. Um, I don't read into every single potential theory as much as you do You're not
1: going down on Reddit like but the you know.
0: general theories in which i believe and i have my own theories of where i think you know the books in my opinion should be going and it seems like so far the show agrees with me really i have many plans for many of the characters and they seem to be going according okay accordingly so, um, though, so... actually i think my name should be in the credits of the show because i think that i've been ripped off <laughs> Um, Interesting. I never really weird. expressed my opinions and theories, but somehow HBO got inside my head. Um, so The
1: creators of the show, D.B. Yeah, Weiss and uh, D- uh, Benioff and Weiss. Yeah, they?
0: perhaps they're wargs or something, and they kind of worked into me, I don't know. Okay. Um, perhaps they borrowed
1: Sansa Stark's powers that she has in X-Men and read, read your mind.
0: I think that's a stretch. Um let's not talk about X men because that movie apparently sucked. Um Yeah, because you haven't seen it right. No, and I'm not going to because I heard it sucked. Um uh, but anyway, let's let's, right, let's we'll not we'll get talk too about far. X-Men. Let's not get too we'll far. We'll go down off. that
1: path. But uh Yeah, but what, well what's a, what's one of those things that well first of all I'll say the the show I guess could be because, like the author George R. R. Martin's well, not writing the show now. Well, they could let's, just be let's going start out of common fan theories, but let's
0: start it off with the fact that okay. as a reader, you know, before it got to the point where the books caught up or the show caught up to the books, and yeah. Jon Snow was stabbed to death, supposedly, yeah. you know, that's how, that's, how well. ended, that's how the books ended as well.
1: That's how the books ended, That's
0: how the books ended as well. So,
1: what
0: I, what I think we can say is. We as readers, and myself as a uh, Game of Thrones creator of sorts, because the (laughs) show has clearly ripped me off, um, well, you know, I'd say that it was pretty obvious that Jon Snow was going to return, or if not, even be completely dead. Well, if you're going to, yeah, that
1: was obvious. That
0: was the start, and when the show agreed that Jon Snow needed to stay... I think that was a message to all viewers and even the readers at that point, that perhaps this is going to go in some ways we think it is right. Because from the beginning, from the beginning, you you know, and George R R is is great at this because he builds up a character just enough for you to like them, yeah. And then he kills them off. And there's a saying in writing that that has been forever, kill your darlings, right? right. So. Unless the character has some sort of edge to why they should stay alive or some sort of purpose. You know, Jon Snow had too much of a purpose. He could not die. Um, Tyrion has too much of a purpose. He's not going to die. And Arya...
1: You don't think he'll ever die?
0: uh, Not not anytime soon.
1: Arya was close this episode. Well,
0: and that's what we'll talk about in a little bit. Because Arya is one of those characters that has too much of a purpose. So we'll get back to that. But before that... We'll get back to Arya. We'll get
1: back to Arya, but I think what with what you're saying is a good segue to start with what the episode started on the broken man. Maybe the titular broken man of the episode. Maybe the is Hound. Multiple. Exactly. Now you think he had enough narrative. Purpose well,
0: so it's that he interesting because I'm willing to bet that when the books do return and continue, that the Hound will remain dead. Well, no, I'm Hound is alive in the books, though. So. But I think he's he not. Is uh, well, it's it's not sure, but to be honest with you, the way the books are written, it's so unclear if half those people are honestly dead. Right. But, so, uh, needless to say, those I don't know Hound's purpose, and right, and that was my reaction to him being there was I'm intrigued. What was the purpose yeah. of bringing him so, back at this point? So, because he's not that much of a of a built up character right. at this point. He's he more on the show moment, than the books.
1: More on the show than the books
0: for sure. Yeah. And he had his moments there. And you know he definitely went out on a high note by sort of redeeming his characteristics towards the end when he was with Arya. And uh, she
1: left him the die.
0: Well, I mean, Arya is a hateful little child, and <laughs> I absolutely love her. Um, she has every right to want to kill all those bastards. And um,
1: But the hounds no longer realistically look right. back to one of these more right. recent episodes.
0: Which is what brings him into a new light as, as somebody so. that you kind of appreciate. So it was kind of you know a vindication of sorts that he died you know that it was good for him to die he went on a high note but he that always didn't struggled now. he was he was an intriguing character from the beginning because he struggled with a lot of internal things that right. we didn't know about and it's interesting that the way the show went with it with Arya because in the books if you recall he has that moment with Sansa when he's still in the Red Keep when Sansa is still there, he connects with her and tells her this story, that which was the show the kind show. of glossed over. Oh
1: no! yeah. the show glossed over that. The show. the show, in the show, Littlefinger tells Sansa what happened. Right. Not not him himself. exactly. But he did have a moment. After I think black that was a was defining
0: there. moment for the Hound in the books because it kind of shows him as somebody who has a background and a history, and that he's not. Mm-hmm. just this man that he is today but he yeah. is a different sort of man that was formed right. into this
1: he doesn't um, there's
0: a lot of layers he to him. tells so
1: Arya a little bit about it but not as, the whole but story it's yeah. not
0: even so much that what he yeah. tells her it's their journey together that I right. think build a connection that should have been built with him and Sansa earlier on but I think that has something to do with why they might have brought him back. And especially now that Arya's Arya is coming back to Westeros. Again.
1: Well, maybe. Who possible, knows? It's yeah. possible.
0: Well, let's call a fate of fate. Arya ain't dead and she ain't going to die anytime soon. She's not going to understand, brothers She ain't going to die anytime soon. First so. of all, that girl is probably you know like six. Ugh. i don't know what she is but the starks we all know they're hard to kill unless you're rob because you're too nice Eat rob takes after ned. his father right so this show has just literally been shocking us but it's almost like if you know anything about literature and good literature you almost had to see it coming you knew that ned was going to die because he was too Whoa. noble no one you knew that knew at the time though i you didn't knew think that. you knew rob was going to die well, I'll take it back. I don't I'll think anyone
1: it knew I'll at the time back. that Ned was gonna die. i a, a I think, trope I think, to
0: after, I think yeah. after Ned was killed, we all maybe realized, oh, could, so yeah. this is that kind of show. Maybe,
1: maybe, but I think people were still shocked reading the book and watching right. the show. Right. So they we kind of realized at that point
0: what kind of yeah. book and story but, we're dealing with. But, but it was no shock that Rob was going to get killed.
1: But along the lines, getting back to fan theories and the Hound, you're saying what's the narrative purpose? We're not sure.
0: Yeah, most I'm intrigued online, though. I'm intrigued.
1: Most people online think that it's something called Clagane Bowl. You've heard of this? No. Okay, so so you really don't go online much to read thrones because it's one of the no, biggest. No, I like thing. to keep my own
0: theories to so, myself. So, the and... theory
1: of Clagane Bowl, it stemmed from the books first because in the books, the hound is it's pretty clear, it's subtle, but in a brand chapter, you actually see the hound. They don't, She doesn't know it's him. It's after that, obviously, Arya leaves him for mm-hmm. dead on what's called The Quiet Isle in the book. Remember that scene Mm -hmm. with the elder brother guy? Yes. He says the hound is dead, but he doesn't say Sandor Clegane is dead. And uh, there's a guy with a limp and like covering his face a huge guy on there digging a grave. So it's called The Grave Digger. He's really that, And it seems pretty clear that he's alive and it's him. Um, And the show, obviously, they made it very clear this week showing him. And by the way, uh, I was watching, we didn't watch the show together this week. I was uh, in a bar because I was watching my for Brooklyn rebound fans, uh, luckily I was spared with Podnam not being on today because I don't have to talk my distressing Cavs. But I, I took a break in the Cavs because you know is bad, and I watched Game of Thrones at this bar, and uh, in New York here where we live. And when they they showed the Hound on screen, I was a bar crowd with people watching the show. The cheer was louder than if like the Giants just scored a game-winning touchdown. Like it was crazy <laughs> in there. So, he's a very popular character on the show. But, that being said, people think it's this thing called Clegane Bowl, where, in the books they had this theory, and now they're going to have it in the... Sh- people watching the show, I know who did, too. He's with, in the books theory and in the show, like the guy played by Ian McShane, that guest star in this episode. hmm He was a septon. In the books, he's with that elder brother and those seven people. Mm-hmm. Religion of the Seven. Now, what's going on in King's Landing... The Seven has taken over. We'll, we'll talk mm-hmm. about that with Marjorie and all that. High Sparrows, they've taken over. Cersei's on trial. Now who is her champion? Obviously, the warped version of, Greg, of uh, Gregor Clegane, Clegane, Sandor's brother. So people think the Hound has stayed alive because, and the Mountain's brought back to life because that's... To have that conflict and they're gonna you
0: fight know what? each other. I, I, I kind of like where this is going. Um I can understand the setup of it yeah. because, you know, Gregor or I'm no, sorry, Sandor asks, you know, what's my purpose? Like why right. have I why am I here? Like why am I why have I not suffered for you know, everything he's I've like, done? He's like, and, and, and I mean, personally, I think it's
1: like, come on, man. Are you kidding me? Look at yourself, <laughs> right.
0: I mean, I think, I think he suffered first. I think he suffered first, and therefore he became yeah. who he is. So I think the suffering actually caused him to be him. So, I mean, I like where you're going with that. I'm just no, curious. I don't know if at, I like that. Cause... Well, I do, because I think that it would be a defining moment for him Personally, redemption, but also in in a plot twist, if he can take down this beast-monster-hybrid person. Frank and Gregor. Frank and Gregor, right. Um, Um. But... Aside from that, I'm just curious at like where we left off with him in last week's episode or the other day. Actually, yeah, this week. Um, because well, they
1: all get killed by the, well, the Brotherhood, like, apparently. I
0: want to know where he's going. What are his, what are his well, first thoughts? You know, because it's <laughs> unclear. You know, you can understand from a reader's perspective. I mean, and you might kind of piece these things together, but it's unclear as to what is thinking. What is he thinking in his head, and where is he going right now? Well, you see
1: him pick up the X. I think I know where he's. Probably I mean he's going obviously first. going
0: to kill people. He's
1: gonna go kill those brothers. Absolutely. I um so yeah, we can talk about that a little bit. So but but yeah, but with that whole Cleg thing, I do think that it just doesn't make even though it's it makes narrative sense for the two brothers to end their conflict, um, both kind of from Beyond the Grave, I don't think at this point in the show or the books. Sandor has enough reason to, like, fight for the, the seven in this trial by combat I don't Maybe think they'll he'll, fight another I don't time.
0: think he'll be directly responsible for taking down his brother, but okay. I think he'll have Indirectly something somehow. in the sand, on the side of the people that take him down, but, you know.
1: But, so, getting back to the, the actual plot line of this week, what it seemed to happen, it was seemed to be heavily implied that those three guys came up there from the Brotherhood Without Banners, which we haven't seen for a couple seasons now. Mm-hmm. Last time we saw them, they weren't exactly good guys, per se, but they weren't, like... Killers. You kind of thought they were, like, kind of Robin Hood, roguish guys. Mm-hmm. Now, in this episode, if they were, in fact, the ones, which it seems like they were, that killed all the innocent, presumably innocent people that were building the church or whatever, and that's what I think Sandor's doing when he picks up the axe, he's going to go after them, does it seem like... What's going on with the Brotherhood here? They've uh, kind of changed their ways a bit. They're kind of, like, getting evil now, almost, like, killing I mean, all these innocent people.
0: there were some questionable things about the... To begin with, yeah, yeah, and I mean, they have good intentions. They have good intentions in terms of like their beliefs, but at the end of the day, they're still men of this of Westeros, you know, still of this world, where you know they're just as shady fuckers as I guess as any other man on the road. I mean, we saw that a little bit in the books too, though, just not as much. And I think,
1: but I think you know,
0: every every. Every character and every grouping, they have to they have to escalate or they have to progress, and it seems that you know they've taken this route to progress in a negative light, which is kind of interesting to what you said about how the seven are starting to take over King's Landing, and it's certainly you know and that can be said like what are your opinions on the seven because part of me personally. You know, I I sort of like where they're going because somebody clearly needs to step in line with these... In King's Lightning? Yes. I mean, I sort of like the High Sparrow to some degree. Wow. Because he's punishing the Lannisters that, you know, all these great houses have tried to rise up against these fuckers and... But
1: you don't think he's just trying to take power for himself, kind of, basically?
0: I mean, that's the other thing. It's kind of, you know, do I like him or do I just want him to die? But it's almost like I want him to do bad things to, you know, the bad so, people. And well, what about then, the Tyrells
1: that he's doing bad things to? You well, the Tyrells
0: are <laughs> a house of fools. You know, Grandma Grandma is certainly... Well, she's certainly, been pretty
1: smart in the past, and Marjorie's pretty smart.
0: Marjorie, I think, has a master plan. Well, we saw
1: in this episode that I, she's not I mean, really I, by the sparrow, and she I gives her grandmother a, that little thing, right?
0: I have a group of... Um, Colleagues in which you know, I, I sit and I discuss Game of Thrones situations okay. the next day. And and after last week, when we saw Marjorie step out with uh Tommen, um, in a line with the High Sparrow, you know, one of my colleagues said, What is their plan? Like, what is well, going Tommen, on? There? I think
1: just is it possible? Do we story. have,
0: but do we know that for sure? I'm now we sure, know yeah. here. Now we know because Joffrey was a moron. Yeah, we, we know he wasn't as dumb as. Tommy hold on, either. hold on. Let's think about this, okay. okay? Because it's too obvious to have every Lannister to be a dumb ass. So we well, have. It's not every Lannister. Hold on. Okay. We have Joffrey who was a complete tool bag.
1: But he was just a psychopath.
0: Yes. And then we had Maricela, who was, you know, nice. was sweet, but again, we she had no purpose. Him. We didn't
1: know very much about her. But
0: she had no purpose. So we saw that she was going to die. It would almost be too easy to kill off Tommen as well. But, he, but so, the
1: prophecy of the witch, remember, Cersei. So
0: he's going to die, probably. But what if Tommen actually has a brain... Because don't forget, we have Tyrion, who was one of three with a brain. So we got Cersei, who is a, 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 you know, she's many things that I don't like to say out loud. But we also have Jaime, who, you know, kind of well, confuses us. I, I, I'd like to say at this point, Jaime just annoys me. Either you are a good person. A
1: different than in the book.
0: Either this you're point. a good person or you're a Kingslayer, or you're a sister fucker, but or what all, are you? But
1: that's what I like. Jamie. Right, but that's now he's like all of
0: these things.
1: I like so Jamie. I will say is my favorite character. In the
0: well, books. you like him, but he's well, a little different start, in the show. Though. So here's the thing with Jamie: yeah. you start but off hating I like, him. He's a
1: great character. You start off
0: hating him because right. he pushes Bran out the window. You're like, right. who is this asshole? Then you start to kind of feel bad for him and almost like him a little bit more when he's on this journey with Brienne and then gets his hand cut off. He's almost humbled, so it's it's almost he's yeah. more likable. But then he comes back to King's Landing and then he fucks his sister again. And all, all hell yeah. now he's in this limbo of being an ass but also trying to be right. a good person. So this is the show. So because I'm curious about where what his point is, okay. but I'm annoyed by him. I'm like. Be one. Show I'm, your true colors already.
1: I'm annoyed with kind of with how the show is writing him because in the book, if you remember, *A Feast for Crows*, he's mad at Cersei. He leaves,
0: and he does and he's still mad fo- at her, right? And the right. show,
1: even if you look at the preview for next week, he's week's back episode, and forth. He's still likes Cersei in the show, so. It's not as good of a character arc as it seems to be set up in the books. Yes. I don't like him as much in the show I as I do in the books, where he's probably my. my because the books character. gave
0: him a purpose. They gave also, you get his head in the books, and you
1: see what he's saying in his uh-huh. head. That makes you like him more too. Which right. You obviously, can't get with. But the new he sticks show to it.
0: He he made a conviction, yeah. and he stuck to it in the book, but, which made him a stronger character and gave him a purpose. Right now, he's just really annoying.
1: But he is that actor that plays him is a good actor, though. I do so. I still. Like I watch mean, that's him for not that. a question. Um. But I mean, obviously, Cersei's act, Lena I mean, Heat is a very good actress too. Um, but what about Jamie in this episode? Um, well, Jamie and Cersei, I will say, they both got a little bit of a, a verbal smackdown in this one. First was Cersei, well, Queen of Thorns, gave it to her pretty good. And
0: I uh, would Blackfish say Blackfish gave it to Jamie pretty good. So I would say that I was half expecting Jamie to.
1: And this Jamie Blackfish scene was kind of pretty much out of the books, actually.
0: I honestly would have expected Jamie to be more sympathetic to the blackfish and you know it oh. started off with with Black, blackfish mentioning like oh uh, are you here to fulfill my niece's you know oh, uh, he's promise a word,
1: sense a and yeah.
0: I thought that it was going to go along those lines like I feel like Jamie is so fed up with where he's been put around and where he's been going and forced to go and things to do and I think You know, part of that goodness that we liked in him since he was captured and lost his hand and everything, you know, I feel like that goodness that we liked in him in the book Mm -hmm. might be his true color. But you're right, because in the show, he goes back to Cersei, which he doesn't do in the book, so it would have made more sense if he said to the Blackfish, like, listen... I'm here on King's orders to kind of take this back and give it back to the phrase, but I fucking hate the phrase. So honestly, Which you showed
1: by uh, right? I mean, it's obvious. I mean, it's obvious.
0: Everyone hates the phrase, even the Lannisters. It's good to see Braun back too. I'm curious to see where Jamie will really fall in line here. Is he gonna say fuck these idiots, fuck everything, and actually say to Blackfish like, listen? I'm done. Just keep her damn castle. Whoa. Let's kill the phrase because honestly, we all know the phrase have it coming. And if you go back to the books,
1: but in the books there's a big there's a though. big
0: character that's missing from the books. Right when it comes to the phrase, and that's Lady Stoneheart. Right, I was going to say that Which they before. did not bring into I the show. I we should say So somehow, alert, yeah. somehow, well, we don't yeah. have to talk about who Lady Stoneheart is. No,
1: we can. But, it's Catelyn Stark brought back to life. But um,
0: that was the... It's all... T-
1: yeah, it's a mess right now. That You're was right. the
0: vindication so, on the phrase, which what? right now, the phrase has been running a wild muck because no one's been there killing them. So at some point, someone has to rise up and just say, everyone hates your entire house Of incest or whatever the hell you are. That guy, you know, he's got... Walter Frey's got like 6,000 sons and daughters. Yeah. Um, And he always
1: has a child, like a 15-year-old, new 15-year-old wife every year. Right.
0: So, I mean, someone has to smack them around. And I'm thinking that this setup with Jamie there is... It's going to be almost like an inside job. At least that's what I'm hoping. Because I want Jamie to be more redeemable. He was... His character was likable until he went back but, to Cersei. Let
1: me say something though. So, in the books or uh, the show, especially too, let's just talk about the show right now. He's the most likable when he's with Brienne, right? In the history yes. of the show. Now, yes. who's coming back? Do you watch the preview for next week? Yes. Episode? Brienne's coming to Brienne back again. to meet up with him again. So maybe that'll start making. So him there likely. is
0: something that I think is going to go on there, and I, ultimately, so. I'm going to go on the record and say that I think, I think Jamie is going to turn sides. Okay, And I think he's actually going to help Blackfish out and fuck over all the Freys, so the which though, they should be fucked over. Yeah.
1: So let's talk about the book real quick then. So in the book, what happens is, just to give a recap of this how the storyline goes in the book, so he, he's mad at Cersei, he doesn't go back for her, but apart from that, uh, he does take her around in the books. He threatens Edmure. He, he he does it peacefully, though. He doesn't have war. He lets Edmure go back in, but he says Edmure has to stay captive with his wife, whatever, or will kill the baby. Whatever he does. He gets River Run back, but Blackfish escapes and runs away.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So in the book right now, Blackfish is in the wind. We don't know where he is. Lannisters is, and the Freys, because in the book he's, his aunt is married to a Frey. And that's who takes Yeah. So the Freys have River Run in the books right now. You got Lady Stoneheart out there killing Freys and killing everyone. Maybe that's the... Ch- so I don't think she's going to be introduced in the show. Possibly still could be, because the Brotherhood, as we saw in this episode... Does seem to have taken a darker shift, which happens in the book after she takes over. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, in the book, she's running the Brotherhood. So, what happens is then Brienne gets captured by Lady Stoneheart, and then we see her go get Jamie. So, presumably, in the books right now, Lady Stoneheart, Brotherhood of the Banners, whatever they are, might be in possession of Jamie and Brienne. And maybe that's what's going to get them to flip and.
0: Possibly, just go
1: back and screw the phrase over. But it seems like in the book they're setting up for kind of like a red. This is another theory people have online: red wedding two, where the phrase get theirs and the Lannisters uh-huh. get theirs.
0: Uh huh. Uh huh. So I was book that, cousin is
1: supposed to marry a friend. Yes. So going.
0: I'm. That's yeah. kind of where I was leading to is that the phrase are going to get theirs because, mm-hmm. and I think that the Lannisters and by Lannisters I mean Jamie Lannister. I think he's going to take you know Bronn and the sellswords and and everyone that he's got with him. And I think it's going to be, you know what, yeah, like, the Tullys at this point should just keep their damn home. And I think what Blackfish said to him, you know, I was born in this castle, I'm prepared to die in it.
1: Yeah. I think
0: something in that kind of, you know, resonated in, in Jamie and in that, you know, Casterly Rock was his home and... You know, at some point he wanted to go back, but it just never... You know, his rightful spot should be at Casterly Rock. It Ralph. could
1: be in the show now, because in the show, which doesn't happen in the books, time dismissed turn. him from the King's He guard. can
0: turn around right yeah. now and go back to Casterly Rock. I guess it should sit. be his right he now. He could. Right? He absolutely could. And I feel like Tommen has a master plan. This goes back to my theory about why Tommen, I think, is not as stupid as we think. Here's here's know. why. Here's why, Right. We have Marjorie, who is a mastermind, granted, because of who her grandmother is. Let me she just say, I would love this one. I will love she her. She was smarter
1: than her grandma. This I would have loved episode.
0: if that was my grandmother. I'm not going to lie, because I'd be the <laughs> baddest bitch ever. You want a Queen but, of Thorns? But here's my thing, right? Queen of Thorns, brilliant, right? She raised Marjorie, and we know that Marjorie is yeah, smart. Her dad's a dumb and girl. conniving, yeah. right? The fact that she was able to kind of one-up her grandmother here and also pull a fest one on the High Sparrow and, yeah. leads me to believe that I... I mean, it's obvious that she's got a greater plan here. And I think because she genuinely likes Toman, Toman is a good person. What you saw so, wait, let her me finish. Toman last let episode. Me finish. So, so that's why I don't... So, I don't think she is playing Toman. I think she's played it straight with Toman. And I think that they're in this together. And I think that Toman has a plan. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised if Toman is ready to kick Cersei to the curb. So I'm thinking he'd rather save Uncle Jamie, get him out of King's Landing, his way of sending him off the same way that Marjorie sent her grandmother off. And I think it's something to do with that. Get these people out of King's Landing so Cersei can get hers. There's no one there to protect her. No one right now. And I well, think Tommen okay. finally resided and understands that his mother is an evil bitch. Maybe. I'm not go. saying
1: that he won't think that and there's not going to be a wedge driven between them. I think there will be. But I just don't agree with you at all that Tommen has any master plan or that he's smart at all. I, I think don't he's think a, he
0: came up with I it. I think
1: he's a human pawn. I think Marjorie's pawning him, because even in, before the whole Sparrow thing... Very
0: clearly, Marjorie came in, up with this, for sure. Up,
1: but I don't think he's in on it. Like, I think he really believes what she was telling him last episode, that the Seven, this and that. I think he's a pawn all the way. I don't
0: think so, because I, I don't here's why. One. There's a lot of scenes that we don't see, but we know about, that Toman speaks to the High Sparrow often. Yeah, but he's they using him as a pawn many, as well. But we don't, we don't is, know this, though we uh, don't know this I There's a lot. there's obvious. a lot that Toman communicates with the high spiral that we yeah, don't see yeah it's see. like tell
1: my wife to get fucking again like in this well, episode well <laughs> I feel like that
0: sign or that that kind of conversation which is kind of to allude to us as the viewers that he does speak to Toman and that there's more than we're not seeing well, that ending. Toman and he have conversations yeah. that we don't see and we don't Fine. know about so that means there's an underlying theme here something else is going on that we don't know about
1: well, it seems like the sparrow wants them to get back in the marriage bed because he wants them to create an heir that can be like raised in the faith of the seven. Uh-huh. That can be a complete pawn for the seven. And he, Absolutely, high sparrow will have all the power, which already has a lot of it right
0: now. Absolutely.
1: So I, I just don't let's, see it.
0: Let's jump to one of. Right. Let's jump to you know I have two topics I want to discuss, but okay. let's jump to my most intrigued uh, topic here. And what that is, is...
1: Something from this episode?
0: Yes. And that is exactly what I was what I was thinking is, let's talk about the Greyjoys for a second.
1: Okay. They were in a pretty brief scene, but they were in this one.
0: But Yara it's the brief scene that we all knew was going to happen and that we needed to see. Where
1: Theon visits a whorehouse and is upset because he no, can't get down.
0: No. Although, kind of <laughs> Where interested... Where Arya gets,
1: gets on. Kind of... Kind I of, mean, uh, Yara... Yeah, I'm, I'm Arya got some in a different way. <laughs>
0: honestly, that whole part was probably not even needed in this in this. Scene. Whoa. Because in the books, honestly, it
1: well, the books. Her sexuality completely, is, this completely, is completely different in the books. Well, the,
0: but, but the thing is, like, yeah. her sexuality in the books is completely She's, irrelevant. She likes the She deck the just, books. well, but it's irrelevant to who she is. She just wants kind of, to be I in guess. power. That is it. She's not worried about settling down and having well, a family. She yeah. just wants to rule the house. And I'm just understandable. So I feel like to bring her in the Whorehouse and kind of show this side well, of her is irrelevant.
1: I think it's no more relevant in the books or the show. When the show, in the book, she likes dudes. She likes to fuck this one dude named Carl. the Maiden in the books, in the show, she obviously likes horses or whatever. But either way, it doesn't really make that much difference for her character.
0: Exactly. But anyway, my point is. My point is, we all saw it coming. That when they took those ships and bounced, we know who they were going to. They're going to the Dragon Queen. They are going to Danny, and it was all obvious to everything. And now this goes back to the theory that I shared with you after last week's episode. Where, Which you ones? know, my whole plot is that, you know, Theon and uh, Yara are going to get to Danny and they're going to convince Danny if you come back to Westeros, help us take back our house, we will support you on the throne. And this is going to happen. Now we have Theon who left off with Sansa. He left off with Sansa that this was not the end. That, that I owe you my life because I pretty much ruined your livelihood. I ruined Winterfell. I ruined your he's... brothers. But yeah. he. so... I'm thinking that what's going to happen is the Greyjoys... Theon specifically is going to unite Danny with the North. He's going to align Danny with Sansa and John, take back the North, and you have. That whole region, backing Danny to come back into Westeros and take her place so on the throne. Danny
1: basically is just gonna get collect all the eunuchs around Westeros. She already has Varys and uh, Grey Worm and in Unsullied. Well,
0: so. she's going so to get all the Theonis Wildings as well. She's gonna collect the wildings, all the yeah. unwantables because that's Danny. Think so. And the Wildings will back her because she's the mother of dragons. Well, they believe in that. Yeah. The minute that giant sees this woman with. Dragons. This is the things that these are the things that they believe in, right? It'd be
1: sweet if one one the giant rode on one of the the dragons.
0: Okay, let's not get carried away. But these are all things that are going to happen, and I know it's going to happen. I feel it's going to happen. I'm conflicted on this. But there's something in Bran that's not been brought up yet. So Bran's
1: going to get involved too, huh?
0: Bran is absolutely going to be involved. And the reason why is because, you know, everyone for a while thought maybe Danny was this prophecy that was told by the Red Priestesses. But we clearly see here after the last few episodes of Bran. That he is the prophecy. Now you mentioned not that you don't. in this
1: episode, by the way. You, at
0: all. Right, but you mentioned that you don't think that there is a prophecy because you know John mentioned that, that when he was dead. I'm skeptical. Me and have been talking
1: about it on recent episodes. Right. I think maybe prophecies. Like,
0: I think true. that the prophecy is is obviously a little bit you know inflated and I think it's misdirected and misunderstood. But was there one? Yes. And. Who was it about, yeah. Bran? I think everyone is wrong because they don't know what's going on outside the wall. They don't know about what's going on here. They don't know where Bran is. They was don't know. Davos. He's telling people
1: this week. He's telling Davos, the Davos. Mormon, Mormont girl.
0: Davos. are coming. Is a character that we should have been watching from day one. And I'm not going to lie to you. I was the minute it. he was introed in the book is the minute I decided I like this guy because. He is smart. And he's more
1: humble. He's smart
0: and recognizes the real issue at hand, which is where Stannis started at. Stannis started that way, but got swept away in, you know, thinking that he was the god of light and that he was this all powerful being and had to do obscene things to get there. And he kind of lost his way, which is why Davos was trying to bring him back, right? But now that Stannis is gone and then Jon Snow was killed and brought back, you know, we still talk about Melisandre, who I think realizes Davos is a smart guy and she should not...
1: Prediction time.
0: She should not (laughs) confront him anymore and leave Davos alone.
1: So I still want to follow up on your Danny theory in a minute, but prediction time, maybe even for next episode prediction or episode this season... Uh, Davos still doesn't know about what happened to Shireen, really, right? Nope. But, what did they do in this episode? They set up camp at the same place where Stannis was. Uh Uh-huh. Which was a questionable idea in my eyes, but whatever. They set up camp there, where she was burned. Someone's gonna tell him, or it's gonna get brought up. He's gonna find out before the end of the season. Yes. and I think that could cause some issues. I'm not saying it's gonna mess up their war or whatever, but certainly it's gonna cause issues between him and Melisandra, where was she by the way? She she's at she the doesn't. Wall. I guess she no, she's not. She went out with them. We saw her go out with them in another she? episode. She did.
0: Well, here's my thing with Melisandra, right? Her. Here's what I think is going to happen with her, and I think she's given up. And the reason why I say she's given up is because she's now been wrong twice.
1: But that was before she, she was, brought Jon Snow
0: back. Hold on, because you can see after Stannis, like she truly believed Stannis was the one who was going to bring light to this to these people. And after he died or disappeared, whatever.
1: Seems like he's dead, but yes. we haven't technically Exa- seen
0: nobody, ran no admitted
1: to it to them.
0: Right. So anyway. But even then, we didn't see Bran chop his head off. It got cut off. You said Bran
1: chopped his head off? Oh, I'm sorry. Bran. <laughs> he warned into to Bran and Brand. And spared him, maybe. That's we don't, how he's alive. We don't see it. Wait, maybe that's how he's alive. I want to say it. But we this.
0: don't see it. We maybe, don't see it. Maybe
1: Bran warged into anyway. Bran and spared him when she wanted to kill him. and that's Okay, how he's you're wasting
0: him. my time now. Okay. Huh,
1: this is the point of the show, okay. uh, Lady Padre. i got to tell jokes in here, no, too.
0: No, no, no. we got to get down to the business here. <laughs> so, what is interesting now is... Where Melisandre, you can see the looks on her face, right? That sadness is not the one. She has a shred of hope with Jon still there that maybe she was wrong, but there's still potential. When Jon is stabbed yeah. to death, she changes. That character breaks down. She becomes she a 200-year-old woman. Well, that's like... <laughs> But honestly, that's a gateway into a whole other storyline that we haven't even touched on yet. Which means, and now they brought this other red priestess into yeah. into Marine. Yeah, she might so be an old homer, Who knows? But there's Marine there's not in this lot. episode
1: at all either. No, but Past there's two a, episodes not in. But
0: there's a lot going on with these red priestesses that we don't know about, right. and it's interesting because you know this character, she is done. She is done.
1: Yeah, but. It seems like, uh, Lady Padre, that you're, like, analyzing the Melisandre before the John thing because... Granted, we haven't seen her that much since she resurrected John, which is also kind of weird since she was integral now. In because
0: that. she's still but done. But she was,
1: like, broken she's before done. that. But but I, th- I thought she'd be on the upswing now that she brought no. seemingly brought John back Because to here's life. the
0: thing. She admitted that she did not have the power to bring him back. Yet but she happened, did. Right? Yet she did. So I feel like she is but, understanding now a lot of things that she believed in but never had proof of, and now she does. And I think it's kind of freaked her out. I think she realizes, shit, I do have this power. It does exist. I made it happen. But also, if that's true, what's not true? You know, is there really a, a light, a God of light? You know, and if it's, is it possible? You know, they asked John, what did you see? And he said, I saw nothing. You know, yeah. this changes everything about her and her beliefs.
1: But does she believe him? I guess she would. Um, I
0: think that she believes that. There might be a potential for something... You know, she lived her whole life, and God knows how many lives she's lived because we now see that she's this old, old woman. She's probably been leaving this for centuries only to find out, I've gone this far, and I'm not right, and nothing has happened yet. I thought Stannis, and that's not true. I thought John, and that's not true. Yet here I am, able to bring him back. And again, she could be... 300 years old, for all we know. And in 300 years, this is the only time she's ever been able to bring someone back. Yeah. So it's... But she there's never really
1: tried either, I guess.
0: But she was... She is someone who is aware of her powers, right? She was able to kill Renly. She was able to do these things. And she was, yeah. you know, whatever. But she admitted, I don't have the power to do this. I've never tried it. And it's not... You know, some people could do it, but it's rare. You know, and I feel like there's a lot of power in her that she doesn't know... But also, she's questioning everything yeah. she already does now. Okay.
1: Well, this is a good discussion, LPD, but we are getting a little bit too off-topic of the episode, because she wasn't even in it at all, so I do want to just wrap it up, what the rest of the episode, uh, with that North plot line, so we were touching on it with the Mormons, but they, I guess they don't bring Melisandre along, because they're like, that's, we're having enough problems recruiting already, this is not really going to help, but... Nope. Uh, but so they did convince Mormont which was a very good scene. Maybe the scene of the episode to my mind, uh, that lady the ten year old lady Mormon was was killing it there. Also, we were talking about Jamie and Cersei taking a lot of insults this episode. John and Sansa got theirs as well by Mormon and the Glover guy as well. Well,
0: and I mentioned this yeah. to you and I and I, you know, still think about this is that Sansa is another one where we started off hating her, right? She was obnoxious and just annoying right. and stupid, and then she got a abused.
1: Girl. She
0: got abused by many people. Yeah, um,
1: that's an understanding.
0: But, but I'm, you start to see in her now Shades of Catlin. She's become a stronger person and conviction. She has conviction. Right. So now you see her as more of a Catlin character. But. But. Here's what I'm concerned about. Is she going to prove to John that she is this changed person and he needs to trust her and let her help him? Or she thinks she's better than she is and she's inadvertently screwing John over. And
1: talking about Catelyn. Catelyn didn't always... They brought up Rob's bad decisions in this episode. Catelyn herself made some questionable decisions too. For sure. And Sansa's following in her footsteps and that way, I think, because why well, isn't she telling Jon about all well, this Well, here's the thing. Baelish and all this stuff.
0: Here's the thing. We see her writing a letter which at is the end.
1: Presumably to Littlefinger, I would so say. So
0: you say, I don't think it is. I think there's so many options for who she'd be writing to. I she could be that. writing to Robin, which you said, yes, is the same as Littlefinger. She could yeah. be writing to... You know the Tully, She'd be writing to. But well, she sent
1: Bran there. That's why she I don't think did. it's found. That wouldn't make sense to send a letter. She in
0: did. Or is she writing to Theon Greyjoy?
1: Where? How would she find him? He's in a whorehouse. In she
0: doesn't know that. She thinks and he's she back know... at. She thinks he's back at his home. But is she writing to Theon? Because there's something there between those two when they were on the run that we don't know about. That goes back to my theory of Theon promising to help her take back the North. And if that means going to Dany and bringing back those dragons, then by God, that's what's going to happen. I mean, I think that letter could potentially show up at, um, at the Iron Islands and maybe not get there.
1: We think but Uncle Yaron's going to get her and be like, what's up with this? <laughs>
0: Honestly? Who knows? Because who's to stop Euron from what? Well, hold on. Who's to stop Euron from saying, you know what, if this is the hell... you know, why would Sansa be writing to Theon for help in the north? She wouldn't what be. If, I don't think she would be. But I think she would.
1: Okay. Well I think
0: she would. And who now they have a they have a a common enemy, which is the Boltons here.
1: Well that's true.
0: So Who's to stop Euron from actually thinking, you know, this is my way into getting the North to back me? Well, I don't making think... Making this alliance by saying, we, Huron, can help. we can help you take this back.
1: I think we saw Euron's plan. He wants the Dragon Queen plan. He doesn't care about the North. He's not going to lie with them. Right but, now. But right let's... now.
0: I could go either way. Here's the
1: thing. I think you're overthinking it on this one, Lady Padre. In my mind, A plus B equals C or whatever. One, You know... We see, we know Littlefinger has the troops, and he wants to help out, or he says he does at least. In this episode, Sansa realized, even though she's spurned him before, now she realizes they don't have as many troops as she thought she could get. Just throwing her name around doesn't work. Lord Glover threw it back in her face. So, it, it equal C. She's now nah, she has to write to Littlefinger and get the and get the troops. And from a plot perspective, I just think it's too it doesn't obvious. make sense from a yeah. But the show is pretty obvious. It's more so than the books, at least. It doesn't make sense from a plot perspective for the show to make it be the Theon. We know what Theon's storyline is going to be going to Daenerys. They're not going to turn. They wouldn't have that scene in Volantis if they're just going to turn around and go back north. They and already sent Brienne to the Tully, so that, think, that wouldn't make sense. It, I just don't is the only think, one that makes sense.
0: I just don't it's the only think one that... that makes sense.
1: <clears throat> now he's going to sweep it in the battle. Look, Sansa does
0: win. not know that Theon is off with his sister in search of Danny. But he's she could have sent that Raven to the Iron Islands, thinking Theon was there. But and what's going the to point
1: of that in the it. show? Maybe from a character's.
0: Because it gives a different twist and a different storyline to the Great Joys. To
1: but they have their storyline. Like I said, they're going to Daenerys. They're not. But how strong
0: of plot is that, that they're going to run after Maybe the guy's not, niece and nephew what, and chase after Danny. you got two separate greed joys coming after Danny. That's too much in one direction. There's got to be a twist there, and the twist is going to be that he's going to turn around and say, let's leave this farce of chasing down my idiot nephew and, and niece in in hopes of getting to Danny first. That would
1: be interesting.
0: And say, that certainly would we're going to help the North. We're going to help the but North. But the
1: North is their enemy. like. Why would the North? The
0: North was their enemy because Theon fucked. over I guess over the wildings were too. He fucked over Robb, but there's a lot to be to be considered here. There's a lot to be considered here, so it's right. a brand new theory of of the Greyjoys that are stepping well, in. Well, bringing
1: Euron in certainly would in this plotline certainly would be interesting. Again, I'm I'm I would say I'm pretty confident it was to Baelish. Um You know, I'd be willing to bet some some money on it, but we'll see. Let's let's wrap it up. We got to get back to our girl Arya and finish up that. That's the last, even though we touched on it before. That's the last main story. I agree with you,
0: and I think that it was kind of bothersome that they decided to stab Mm -hmm. Arya because we know she's not going to die. Well, here's
1: the thing. What's the
0: purpose of it? I
1: did think so. It's possible you're talking about twists and turns. I saw some people online trying to say that wasn't really Arya, it was a fake face. They People want to say it was something, Arya wasn't just being that dumb and it was something. But if it, I don't know about that. And if it was what it seemed to be, which was Arya was just gallivanting around, to use a word you like Lady Pie, Drew mm-hmm. gallivanting around Bravos when she knows they're after him, she, she's supposed to be getting on the ship tomorrow or whatever, and just... Let's herself get stabbed by this old lady who's the wave. That was really dumb. You know I, what? I, that was my least favorite scene in the episode.
0: Where you I don't like that plot right now. You mentioned something just now, and it made me think about something else. Is you're right because at the end of last week's episode, you see her gather up um, needle needle, which she didn't
1: have on her this one.
0: Right. I so where's Needle, right? We know she gathered up Needle, and we see that look in her eye at the end of the episode where she's plotting. She's got something in her head. The
1: end of the previous episode. Uh-huh. Right. So
0: she's got something on in her head. Now she knows that the, the Many-Face Gods, are there. they're, they're going to come after her. She knows this. She, she has should to be, certainly know. She has to know. I'm thinking... That she did this. She made it happen, or she let it happen. Mm. And then she walked through the streets, bloody, making a scene that this girl was stabbed but to you think play she, it off like she did. Really I think worked, she her. faked her own death.
1: But, but it seemed like the wave really stabbed her. So she really took the stab wounds, or it's fake somehow, you're saying?
0: Well, you know, she was also sitting backstage for quite some time with these the actors, actors yeah. and fake blood. So, so I'm wouldn't be surprised if Lady Crane helped her out since she saved her life.
1: I could see that happening. They had but... a little
0: bit something there, but I think there's a reason here, right? And I think that Arya is plotting to make it make it known that she is dead to the many faces so yeah, that she the, can then the escape. Man. So that yeah. she can then escape safely. I guess, but there's a plot there, and I think that's what it is. It's like maybe because the they might even follow her to
1: Westeros to try to. Kill I think
0: her. the way that they set it up, think like the scene was a little bit stupid. It could have been a little bit better. That's why it didn't work
1: for me even. But if I
0: think happens. if you're someone, which I think nine out of ten Game of Thrones viewers are, you know, people that think about everything else besides what they just saw and think about connections, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's what they were banking on is like having the viewers make connections on their own and lead and yeah. make assumptions, right? Because that's what we're doing here today, right, is everybody has opinions and theories of what happened and what's going to happen. So I think they set it up in a way that they wanted us to be here talking about Aria and put the potential for what was appointed at, where is she going, mm-hmm. why. Now, I think that's a likely story because we know Arya's character. We know her background. We know what kind of person she is. We know that she is about justice, she wants vengeance, she wants to kill the bastards, and we all knew, we all knew from the beginning that she is not no one, she is Arya Stark. She is way too headstrong to ever forget who she is, and we all know that, and the many faced the people, they knew, they knew who she, that too, which is not surprising. That this is how it turned out, and honestly, I've been saying it all along. She's gonna snap out of it, come back to Westeros, and assassinate. You know what the next
1: episode's called? Episode eight is called. What? No one. Well, name of the episode.
0: She ain't no one. And
1: it's in the preview that I've mentioned a couple of times. It seems that Ari is like jumping off a building onto the street, so. I don't see how she could be doing that if she really did get that bad stab wound, so Mm -hmm. something's going on here. My point is, I I, I have to wait to watch the rest of the season to really make the opinion, but so far this season, the Arya storyline has been my most disappointing part of the season, except for I did like the play in a couple episodes. Like The play is entertaining, but overall, her plotline's not really working for me. Some things aren't making logical sense for me, so like I said, I'll see how it plays out, but as of right now, Arya is, is... getting botched a little bit to me to my mind in the show but well again we'll see what happens and who knows what's going to happen in the mm-hmm. books that aren't in but well, not my favorite plot line right now but i did really like this episode
0: i would say to just end it off yeah. with remembering this right all of the stark children are live except except for rob and it's True. not known at this point all we know is that sansa's there with Jon snow and that and that the Boldens have Rickon. I think
1: little Rickon's is not long for this world, though. I think he's going to be a dead, joining his dead brother but around.
0: Nobody knows where Bran is. People think Stark. that Arya is dead. And when you think about it sense. in the long run, when you think about it in the long run, they are all still there except for Rob. Yeah. Rob is the only one that died. So now you still have Sansa, Arya, Bran, Rickon, and Jon Snow. That's mm. five five offspring of Ned Stark when you look at the Lannisters and all they have left is friggin Tommen <laughs> so think about that in the long run like really although needs to start having some kids although they're all over the place and a hot mess you know there's something to be said there that that I have hope for, yeah. for Winterfell and I have hope for the Starks right. and and you know we all want them to come on top but at the same time yeah. We want things to change too, you know. I want to see nothing more than a Stark-Targaryen alliance, and I think it's just going to happen, and it All just right. needs a new generation to bring it. but together. like you
1: said, there's still got to be some type of twist. I, I can't. It, it's there's no way it's just going to be like John marries Danny, something like that. Well,
0: that's not going to happen. It's going to be cousins. some kind of twist. Your cousins. Well,
1: cousins, marry marrying in the show. I'm All right,
0: sure. right, but that's not. But gonna happen. there's
1: going to be some type of twist just before we wrap up to get back to your point before y- your whole master theory that Danny's going to come help the North. I want to say I'm not saying that won't happen. Maybe it will, but as of right now, something has to happen for it to happen. Meaning, right now, Danny hates the Starks because all she knows is the Starks were evil. She Starver. also
0: hated the Lannisters until Tyrion walked in. I
1: suppose that's true. So maybe Sansa, maybe Yara comes and Sansa comes.
0: Theon is the key here right. because he's not that Rick connection. anymore. In
1: this episode, he really no, Theon no, again. he
0: is Theon, and and I think he is the key, and he's going to tell them, listen help us and, you know, help help the Starks come back into power. Because, you know, they're a big name. To have the Starks behind you, even as a Targaryen, if Danny hates them based on what she knows from her past and what she's been told and with her family, these are a new generation of every family. So here we are. She's going to understand that things have changed there's there's people there's kids her age you know that are are stuck in power here, but she knows, and Tyrion is going to be that whisper in her ear. And don't forget, Varys is there too, and those two are geniuses. And they're there whispering her ear, and don't you think they're going to tell her if you want any chance of taking Westeros Maybe back? It's true. You have the opportunity oh, to align with the Stars. What about this? And the Greyjoys, although as small as they are, but you have the opportunity okay. to align yourself with them. They will help you take back Winter. What
1: about this, LPD? What about this theory? So I'm, I might be starting to get on board your North theory here because what. I, what did Lady Mormont remind us in this episode? Oh, Sansa, are you? A, I heard you're a Bolton now. Or wait, was it a Lannister? Conflicting report, She says, right? Uh-huh. It was a good burn line, but that reminds us that she technically married Tyrion. So what if Tyrion tells Danny, "Let's fly the dragons up north, get my wife back"? If he figures out she's there, which is unclear at this point, and maybe that's their end. Maybe she gets he gets his wife Sansa back. If their bond gets killed or whatever, and that's how it comes in, what about that? I mean, I didn't think about that till I just. I,
0: I I mean, I think it's something to be said, and I think that having Tyrion there, yeah, in in Marine is. And going he's to been to Winterfell
1: before, and he's been to the Wall before, so this could. And he knows John Snow. I think Slaw, so, I think right. he's
0: going to this be, be key the key here. here. I think key. he's going to be the key there, and once. Once Theon gets there and says, this is what's going on, this is what we can do for you, help us and we will be there for you. And Danny at this point is just collecting. She is collecting anyone and anything willing to back her to take Westeros back. And I think she's smart enough and diplomatic enough to see that things need to change in order for her to take the place that she deserves. And the fact that she was able to allow Tyrion in, I think there's room. Right. There's room. And I think with with meeting Jon Snow, there'll be some other some some other thing going on there. I don't think a romantic thing, but I think there's gonna be like a like a connection made right. of some sort. So we'll, well see.
1: Lady Padra, well, Lady Padre, I'm see. very excited for the last three episodes of the season, especially for next week's. Mm-hmm. Maybe Danny'll be in it. Who knows? She wasn't in this one. We know Tyrion will be from the preview. So we're, uh, that was the Broken Man recap. We'll hopefully get a no-one recap going on next week. Who knows if we're spent from uh, Podnam's uh, wedding festivities, but we're going to watch Thrones, so hopefully we'll talk about it next week. And uh, I'll just end by saying, Lady Padrew, like Yara did to Theon in this episode, before sometime before next week you might need to give me a pep talk because I may be wanting to slip my wrist over my the, de- the seeming demise of my Cleveland Cavaliers in the finals against the Golden State Warriors. So you might have to give me the pep talk drink. You know, don't kill yourself for it. You know, I'm just saying that may happen. So look forward to that. Well, I need your help there.
0: Maybe not in the same manner, but I, okay. will, I will try my best. It
1: won't be a brother-sister thing, of course. We're not mm, We're not Lannisters no. over here. And I'm here.
0: not likely to force you to drink more alcohol than you already do.
1: Yes, so. well, I'm sure that's going to happen. Oh, that was a little dig in me there. That was a dig. And uh, well, with with those aforementioned wedding festivities, I don't think you're going to get your wish there. Or well, I'm going to start calling you instead of Lady M. Padre. What are you, the High Septon over here? High Sparrow, rather? You uh, know trying nothing. Trying to break down all the, the you jugs You know out.
0: nothing, Padre. You all right. know well, with
1: Well, with that one, we're going to end. Broken Bite for this week, a.k.a. Brooklyn Bite, a.k.a. Brooklyn Rebound Podcast. Hit us up, Brooklyn, uh, at podboys, P-O-D-B-O-Y-Z productions at gmail.com. Or find it. Podboys productions on Facebook and uh, get all our, download all the other podcasts and subscribe, all that stuff. And uh, yes, I know nothing. I think I know some things, but maybe not, and uh, but I do know. We'll be back for another pod soon enough. All right, peace.